0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Well, folks, this is going to be quite an exciting show. Uh, interesting and perhaps controversial. Uh, we're going to discuss a topic today that has to do with shower installations, uh, particularly the shower floor and particularly with stone. Um, Got a call a couple days ago with an individual who we're gonna have on the phone here in a few minutes. That uh, installer uh, has an issue Uh, with, I I wouldn't call it staining per se, but moisture in the shower floor. And um, I've done a lot of research on this. I've seen a lot of failures when it comes to this. And I've spoken with several individuals on this. So, if you don't happen to agree with what we're going to discuss or what we're going to conclude, hopefully, or if you don't agree with this gentleman, if you don't agree with me, I welcome your telephone calls uh, to let me have your opinion. I'm going to give the phone number out, and I'll stop and give the phone number out a couple of different times. Uh, it's three two three eight seven zero. 3968 That's three two three eight seven zero three nine six eight. 3968 I have my Facebook page open, so feel free to go ahead and send me an instant message on Stone Forensics on my Facebook page, or if you'd like to send me an email, my email address is fhuston, that's f-h-u-e-s-t-o-n at gmail.com. And again, I'm your host, Fred Houston, and uh, we're here to talk about shower failures, uh, particularly with stone, and it's a, gr- as I mentioned, it's a growing uh, growing problem. Uh, I've seen, I don't know how many, perhaps thousands of shower failures. Uh, many times it's the way it's installed, uh, and lately what's happening is we're having some shower, um, what you call shower failures. Are installed properly. They're installed according to NTCA's uh, handbook. They're installed according to MIA. Everything seems honky dory, but we're still having these moisture issues. And the individual that I'm going to interview here uh, in, in a minute, pa- Pablo, uh, actually did some experimentation uh, to try to determine what was causing this, this problem. Uh, He called me, uh, like I said, a couple of days ago. We discussed this problem. I looked at uh, some um, uh, photographs, and uh, I'm going to wait for him to get on the line here, and we'll discuss uh, exactly what he did as far as installing the shower, and you will hear that he basically did everything correctly but still had this problem. All right. In addition to this, and this kind of leads into where we're going with this uh, particular um, subject is we're going to discuss sealers. And what I mean by sealers, I mean these impregnators that we uh, our stone guys use. So even if you're not an installer, this show is going to be extremely important because as a restoration contractor, uh, if you have anything to do with showers, you're looking at these, you need to know what's going on, and why we're seeing this problem. So I'm going to go ahead and tease you with something that uh, I'm sure is going to get some of your, uh, uh, some of you fired up for sure, and that is, do we seal or do we not seal showers? And in particular, what I'm talking about is the floor, not necessarily the walls, but let's talk about And again, I'll repeat, do we seal or do we not seal? And again, when I mean seal, I mean applying an impregnator to the shower floors. And I've talked to many, many installers, many, many restoration guys, experts in the field. And there's either two opinions. And those opinions are you seal it or you don't seal it. And we're going to discuss that. We're going to go into depth into why you would, why you wouldn't, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, as soon as we get uh, Pablo on the on the phone here, as soon as he calls in, I told him to call in about five minutes after the hour. If not, I'll go ahead and uh, explain it. Uh, but again, the phone number for those of you listening is 3238703968 uh if you call in while I'm interviewing Pablo I will put you on hold uh, so you just go ahead and stay on hold till I get to your uh, your question or your comment I mean opinions are as I said are welcome some of the other failures I want to talk about if we have time is you know some what are we seeing in shower failures not just the you know the, the actual floor itself, but including the floor, including the walls, uh, one of the common things I see is no flood test is done. Uh, corners are cut and not folded. Uh, the wrong nails or screws are being used and you end up getting rust coming through. Uh, the dot method, I'll talk a little bit later about hundreds of showers, especially shower walls that are installed with what we call the five-dot method, which is wrong. Um, the corners are always grouted. Now, that's when you have a corner where you have two planes uh, coming together, uh, those shouldn't be grouted. Those should be a soft joint. We'll discuss that. Weep holes block, very common problem, uh, not only with existing showers that have been in for a while, but also with showers that have... Uh, are brand new where the installer actually blocks the weep holes. I want to talk about that and why weep holes are are important. Uh the shower liner's not going over the curb. I've seen that numerous times. Uh no slope to the drain. I just looked at one in a 3 million dollar condominium. I stuck a level across the shower floor and it was level as all could be. I filled it with well, I filled it with water. I put water in the in the bottom and it just sat there. It didn't go toward the drain. So no slope at all. Uh, Again, we mentioned the sealers. We'll we'll discuss sealers and whether or not uh, uh, we need to uh, seal the the showers or not. And improper selection of stone. And I talked with a friend of mine today, and we talked about, you know, when we see these failures, not only in showers, and that is, you know, do we see, uh, you know, improper use of stone? And we'll talk about that. And it looks like we may have Pablo on the phone here. Let me see if I can get him on there. Pablo, are you there? Hold on. Let me get your speaker on. Hey, there you are. Yeah. Okay. How are you doing? How are we doing today? I'm doing good. I'm ready good. Well, to why... discuss my problem. <laughs> All right. Yes, I know. And it's an interesting problem. And uh, I've spent a lot of time on the internet searching the couple of links that you sent me. So we have a lot to discuss with. Mm-hmm. But why don't we start with uh, describing the problem and then describing how you installed this particular shower?
0: Sure. hmm uh, so I uh, recently installed a sh- uh, Carrara marble shower floor. Uh, so I used a uh, waterproof bonded membrane TCNA handbook method. I believe it's 421-something, um, 17 uh, TCNA method method for stone installation inside the shower. And I used uh, Ardex X5 uh, polymer-modified tenset motor. Uh, and I connected my waterproof bonded membrane uh, using noble drain flashing because I had a uh, three-part clamping ring drain. So I used noble drain flashing, you know, with that uh, three-quarters of an inch divot around the drain. Right. That was filled with uh, uh, with uh, sand mix after that before I installed the floor. And then so I installed my marble. And then I used uh, ledecrete. Uh, SpectroLock Pro uh, epoxy grout. I was going to I was going to use Ardex uh, WA grout, but it was not in stock, so I used uh epoxy grout. I pre-sealed my tile, and then um, when all was dry, I also sealed it with uh, Poros uh, Miracle uh, 511 Poros Plus uh, sealer. Uh, within a few weeks after the customer started using the shower, she noticed. Um, a few, like, dark, wet-looking spots. One, one of them was uh, right around the drain, and it started as just uh, maybe, like, eight tiles, you know, touch uh, right around the drain, the, those tiles that were touching the drain. And then um, there were a few more tiles uh, along one of the sidewalls in one of the corners, uh, so th- those tiles started looking, like, permanently dark. And then, of course, uh, the customer uh, called me, and then she notified me about that problem. And then we started uh, looking uh, for a solution. And we, of course, wanted to figure out the cause of that problem. So I started my research uh, just to find out that many contractors all across the United States, they deal with the same problem. So Carrara marble darkening on shower floors.
1: Right, and what I, uh, so, what, I applaud, what I applaud you on is that uh, you actually went one step further and you actually started doing a couple of experiments. So why don't you explain what you did there?
0: Yeah, so I was uh, wondering why uh, that marble could start getting dark because I'm very uh, peculiar, so I'm very detailed when I do my uh, shower pan floors, so making sure there is a perfect uh, quarter inch uh, per foot slope at least and uh, that shower is a, has a rectangular shape, so I have my quarter inch uh, per foot slope starting in the kind of farthest uh, corner. And uh, I have at least three-eighths per foot slope around the drain area. Uh, and uh, when I do uh, my pans, you know, I'm making sure that there are no deep spots, no pockets uh, that could collect water. And I use uh, I forgot to say that I used uh, Ardex 8 plus 9, uh, fast uh, setting, uh, fast drying, rapid setting, uh, cementitious um, waterproofing membrane. And uh, so it was very smooth. And then my weep holes were protected by Noble uh, Positive Weep Holes Protector. And uh, so I was very sure that uh, the problem was not with weep holes and not with, you know, like deep spots on my shower floor. So I started uh, saturating saturating same marble, like leftovers of same marble, in water, uh, trying to, you know, to monitor how fast it will get wet or it will get dry. And then uh, eventually, so uh, I, well, I I did poultice test uh, just to check that, uh, you know, that darkening was not caused by uh, maybe shampoo or body wash that the customer uses. And right. then the poultice method, I did it for, I waited 72 hours, and I used two different methods, and it didn't detect any oil in the marble. So it was not, there was no uh, whitening of that marble. And then eventually, okay. so I came to the point where I needed to re- start removing tiles. So I removed tiles around the drain uh, just to see that actually there was no standing water under that tile, even though it looked completely dark, as though there was standing water, you know, below and then right. I removed uh, mortar uh, around the drain, and then um, the mortar was not saturated with water. The positive weep hole protector was completely dry, and then the whip holes were fully open. So I poured water on that uh, drain, and then the water drained down within 30 seconds. So they, they were completely open. And then the tiles where it started around the drain, they had 100% coverage. So it was white mortar with 100% coverage. There were no you know, uncollapsed ridges, and then, but it's, it still started there. So, but what I uh, noticed when I uh, poured water around the drain, the water touched the uh, exposed edges of the surrounding tiles because I removed one square foot around the drain, and that water touched the unsealed exposed edges of the existing tile. And then right in front of my eyes, that moisture started getting inside the stone, creating same, you know, darkening right in front of my eyes. So uh, maybe like 30 minutes later, that moisture was already five-eighths of an inch inside the marble. And uh, I called the customer, and they both came to see the same thing happening. And then so we figured out how that moisture was, you know, was getting in. But then right. another, another, question, another question arose, uh, and that question was, so we understood how, but we don't understand, understand why that moisture is being trapped. Because it's for sure, it was not because of water sitting under the tile. There was no water. When I was removing those dark tiles, there was no moisture under them. It was inside the stone, and it looked like it was trapped. And uh, so I did my research, and I... Actually created two sample boards. I uh, installed same marble with white mortar, making sure my ridges were fully collapsed. And then I uh, used epoxy grout on one side of that sample board, and then I used regular sanded grout on the other side. But I sealed, I pre-sealed, and I sealed uh, my my marble. So three days later, those you know the whole board with sanded grout and water uh, and epoxy grout is still wet, it still looks dark, as though the moisture is just trapped inside the stone.
2: Mm-hmm. And I
0: started leaning you know, more and more towards an opinion that maybe the, the breathable sealer, even though it's uh, claimed to be breathable, uh, could be you know, that cause, you know, that shield, that is uh, not allowing moisture to be uh, evaporated out of that marble. And that's my question. Could it be the case?
1: and I'll, I'll i'll answer it and uh, i'm going to let uh, other people answer it as well if they if they're listening let me give out the phone number uh if anybody wants to call in and comment on this it's uh, 323-870-3968 again 323-870-3968 okay and why we possibly wait for them to call i You know, after you know talking with you several times, we went back and forth with emails. I've seen photos. I've also come to the conclusion that I think it's it's partially the sealers' fault. It sounds like you've done everything perfect, everything according to you know NTCA standards, MIA standards. Uh, You know, it's you know if you had done things like block the weep holes, you know things of that nature, I could see why this is a problem. But what happens with impregnators is even though they're breathable. What people don't realize is that they're only breathable to vapor. They're not breathable to moisture, if you understand what I mean. The, you know, mm-hmm. If you put water on top of the shower uh, and it's sealed properly, water shouldn't get in directly on top of it. However, there is several ways that it can get in. The first way it can get in is if you have any kind of pressure from the water. So if it happens to be a, and I'm not saying this is the case in your case, Pablo, but You know, Mm -hmm. I'm just giving some examples of what possibly can happen. You know, showers that that are are, are very strong can actually force water. in. the second thing that can happen is hot water as well as steam can enter the stone. So, in other words, you have, you know, say you have a steam shower, which I understand this is not, but you can still have very, Mm -hmm. very hot water, which will create steam. That will allow water to penetrate into the impregnator and into the stone, and then it's going to take longer to dry out if it dries out at all. So even though they say these sealers are breathable, they are to some extent, but only to vapor, not to moisture. And, of course, you're dealing with the shower environment, so you're dealing with something that's not going to dry out pretty quick. You, know, you close the door, you shut the curtain yes. or whatever you know, kind of enclosure you have, and it, it stays very, very humid in there. So there, there's a lot of water there. The third thing I thought of, and I haven't seen this in any literature, and it's, it's my theory, is that you have something known as condensation. I don't care how dry mm-hmm. that installation is initially, if you seal that up in any way, which is basically what you're doing with the impregnator, and you have differences in temperature from the from the setting bed from you know your mud to the, the surface of the stone, you create condensation within that installation, which again means what does that mean? That means moisture. So again mm-hmm. and again. So I know we're gonna we're gonna you know, this is not public radio, so I could say I know we're going to piss off a lot of people when, yes. when we say, you know, when we're talking about what sealers can do. I'm not saying sealers are all bad. You know, I would still recommend mm-hmm. sealing the walls, you know, with a good impregnator. But I'm leaning more and more towards an opinion I've never had in the past, and that was probably leaving these, shower, these showers, especially, you know, stone showers, and particularly the white Carrara type materials, unsealed. And, you know, mm-hmm. what What could possibly let's, – let's talk about that for a minute. What could possibly go wrong if we leave it unsealed? Why do we seal it? We seal it to prevent staining, and we seal it to keep water out. Well, first of all, what is the possibility of staining? You know, if someone maybe dyes their hair, you know, in, mm-hmm. in a shower, that might cause it to be stained, but we can pull stains out. That's why we have these poulticing methods. And even with an impregnator, some of those dyes are so acidic that they're going to go ahead and penetrate the sealer anyway and and into, into the stone. So, you know, showers that I have seen unsealed don't, as far as I'm concerned, don't seem to be a, be a problem. The other Mm -hmm. thing you you're concerned with, and I mentioned this to me the last time we talked is rusting, you know, white Carrara, you know, a lot of the white marbles are prone to oxidation. Um, Mm -hmm. That's going to occur. That's going to occur regardless. If it's going to occur, regardless whether it's sealed or not. And the more I think about it, the more I'm thinking unsealed is better because the stone will dry out longer. What causes this oxidation is repeated um, dwell time of of moisture. Well, if you've got that moisture there with a sealed material, it's going to sit in there and and dwell and fester, if you will, allowing the iron to oxidize, where if it's not, it's breathing it's breathing constantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it goes yes. back to the, you know, to the old saying that that stone must, must breathe. So, you know, what's your opinion there?
0: I think so. Yeah. It it needs to breathe, of course.
1: So, you know, I just, I, I think just maybe you need to, you know, tell your customers when you install these showers that, um, you know, this is it's going to be unsealed. This is why we don't seal it. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, just make sure you maintain it on, on the on the proper basis. Now, you also mm-hmm. sent me a, a, vid, a video that I want to talk about, and I have some concerns with this video. And if anyone wants this video, if you send me an email at fhouston at Gmail dot com, I'll go ahead and forward you uh, the link that mm-hmm. Pablo forwarded me with this. And it was an interesting video. And why don't you describe what they did in this video and then I'll comment on it.
0: Yeah, uh, so when I, uh, you know, uh, when we um, realized that we have a problem with our shower floor, uh, so I started uh, contacting other contractors that are much more experienced than I am. So I only have like nine years of experience, and I uh, started talking to people who have 25 to 30 years of experience. So uh, some of them told me that, yes, uh, marble, especially white marble on shower floors, is very problematic and they had uh, you know similar problems before they didn't know um uh, any they didn't have any answers you know any solutions for this problem they just told me that they add a disclaimer to their contracts that they uh, try to educate customers about you know possible problems with uh, marble shower floors if customers uh, still want to do marble so uh, but other people and i contacted different people and they're all like real i would say experts and professionals so no doubt about it uh, they told me that uh, it's a you know very uh, timely you know question because many contractors they are facing same problem and they're trying to find to figure out the cause and the solution and they told me that uh like possible you know uh, causes of that problem is ridges being not fully collapsed uh like clogged weep holes and uh, of course like deep spots in the uh in the shower pan. So right. in case of Carl, of Carl with cutting edge construction, and Carl. So I watched his videos online, and he is such a skilled guy. So as far as I understood, he originally used a weedy uh, uh, prefabricated shower pan with which is 100% waterproof and has a perfect quarter inch per foot well slope for industry industry standards. So he used. He made sure that he knocked down all the ridges in his mortar. So he just flattened those ridges before he put uh, the, the, the marble into that floor. And then uh, weedy uh, shower, uh, shower pants, as, as well as like Schluter and Ladik prefabricated shower pants, they don't have weep holes to be clogged. So he didn't have weep holes, he, his uh, ridges were fully collapsed, and he had a perfect flow. He also sealed uh, his stone uh, I, I think he pre-sealed it and then sealed it after. And he used um, uh, he used Mape epoxy grout as well. And then, mm-hmm. so in that video, they 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 are showing how, like six months later, that floor like looked really uh, discolored. So it looked wet. It was an inconsistent look. So it was like you know dark spots all around the area. Even though he did such a good job with his marble installation. And uh do you want me to describe, oh, I think maybe our you know our friends could li- uh, could watch that video and they could watch that fix that they did?
1: Yeah, why don't you describe just briefly what what they did for those of for, who are not going to watch the video so we can discuss yeah, yeah. discuss it
0: yeah, so yeah, they talked to their customer and they uh, you know they explained the customer that uh, that's this is that's a very common situation with uh, natural stone in wet areas. And uh, so, what they did, they installed a new marble, a new uh, natural stone floor on top of that existing marble. They first primed it with Eco Prime, Mapay Eco Prime primer, you know, uh, allowing for a very good bond to that original uh, marble floor. And then they used Ardex X32 uh, rapid set uh, stone mortar that does not uh, discolor natural stone, including uh, moisture-sensitive stone. And then uh, they pre-sealed uh, uh, their stone, be- actually before the initial installation, they sealed it two times with an impregnating uh, sealer. And then they installed it. They uh, grouted it with uh, epoxy grout with Ardex WA epoxy grout white color. So this, this was their fix.
1: Right. And it it sounds like an appropriate fix. And, you know, I think I told you in an an email, or maybe it was a conversation, the only concern I have with that method is that you still have the 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 possibility of moisture under it even though you have a blocking there you know from the from the uh the primer and everything else but now you have where is the water going to go if it does get in there it's going to go to the walls and it may start wicking Mm -hmm. up the walls. so i would i would actually and i'm not saying that's going to happen i'm just saying that's what i would be concerned with so i would you Mm -hmm. know in in my opinion the best fix for that situation would have been to rip out the floor
0: I see. Yeah, but and, I mean, uh, but, honestly, that, but that's, I, I, that's yeah,
1: just me. <laughs> what well, would you do? Well,
0: I, honestly, I, honestly, I was going to do almost same thing as Carl did with my shower floor because I understand it needs to be fixed, and I was going to do same thing. I was just, uh, I was going to use eight plus nine Ardex waterproofing you know, to create that bond on top of the existing marble. And then I was going to use same mortar. And then I was going to use RDEX WA white epoxy grout. But now I am leaning more. So I I definitely will rip out the existing floor. I will redo the waterproof bonded membrane. And then I will use same mortar because RDEX X32 is one of the best, I think. And I also have a question about using maybe like epoxy mortar, uh, to bond uh, my marble to the floor, that would be my next question. But I think I will just grout it with a regular scented grout and I will leave the stone unsealed.
1: And, you know, and I I mean, I, I would, if I were doing it and redoing it, I would probably use an epoxy mortar. I mean, I would love to hear someone else's opinion as well, but that's what I would do. Uh, that way, you know, it's sealed you know it's a, it's a new new installation per you know even though you're ripping out the old it is you know a new shower floor not a not over the existing one and uh you know I really don't see any reason why you can't use the epoxy grout again uh but I understand your concern if you if you if you leave it unsealed and you're using a regular grout at least you're going to have you know you can have breathability there I guess is what I'm trying trying to say so um, yeah, I, I'd yeah, yeah. be really, really, curious once you get it all done to keep keep me posted, and I'll keep our our viewers and everyone else posted as to how successful that was. But this is definitely a a problem that uh, I've seen on you know the John Bridges forum. I don't know if you've been on that forum, and uh, again, talking to some of the other inspectors uh, around the around the country, they're all having this issue. So, um, mm-hmm. and, and and sometimes yeah. I think it's it's you know in many cases, Pablo it's poor installation. This is not in your case. Uh, but you know, we do have, you know, in cases where everything's done properly, I mean, you can't find anything wrong. So what is wrong? And mm-hmm. you know, I, I I'm tending to gear my thoughts as you are in opinions towards let's not seal shower floors anymore. Stone shower floors anymore. <laughs> let's let, let's let them breathe as, as well. Yeah. As that's going to pull off. I know that, but, uh, Oh yeah! Could sell, oh, yeah! Definitely. You can still sell, sell, sell sealer for the walls. <laughs> yeah. You
0: know, well, I I, I uh, yesterday I contacted uh, Paul Luttrell, uh, who is a Laticrete representative uh, in our state, and I asked him whether they could donate me one of their Laticrete Hydroban uh, preformed uh, shower pans uh, ah. that I could, you know, possibly recreate same situation. So installing white Carrara marble over that pan and then, uh, sealing it. And then, you know, starting pouring water on that shower floor and then, you know, looking for, you know, possible, you know, problems with same discoloration. So, and right. he told me he will, he will try to help. So maybe we oh, will great. have good. that mo- mod- module created very soon.
1: Good, good. Well, good. Once you get that done and you have it all, uh, all the experiment done, but please document it and take pictures of it and, uh, send yeah. them to me and uh, let me know how you make out because, uh,
0: I will. This is a problem. This
1: is a problem that doesn't only occur once. It's a. It seems to be getting a, to become a bigger and bigger problem as we go
0: along. Yeah. 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 And last thing I want to share is, you know, my concern is not just about my floor because I have a very nice customer. They're very nice to me. They've been very nice to me. So my concern about all those my brothers, you know, from tile industry, who deal with same problem without having any answers, you know, about possible solution and cause for that problem. And after I did my research, you know, I found like literally tens of articles at house and also at John Bridges forum where, you know, I saw disappointed customers and contractors. And, you know, once you see that, I just have that passion, you know, to find the answer. Yes. And thank you so much. Thank you so much for allowing me, you know, participate in this radio. Oh show. well, I thank,
1: thank you so much. I thank you too. I thank you too, Pablo. And that's, you know, the, that's the same here. It's the reason I do this radio show is to help our brothers out. So, uh, thank you for being on the show. I'm sure we'll get some other callers here. Mm-hmm. So, if you want to continue listening yeah. in, listening in, but I'm going to go ahead and put you on mute and uh, give out the number again. But again, sir, thank you very much.
0: Thank you so much, Fred. Uh-huh. Have a nice day. Bye.
1: All right. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Well, you've heard what Pablo had to say. You heard what I had to say. And, uh, if you're listening, give us a holler at 323-870-3968. That's 323-870-3968. And, uh, if we don't have any callers call here in the next few minutes, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, move on to another issue, which is a similar issue. And, uh I I think I I put a teaser out there on my Facebook page last week, and I wanted to let everybody, well, answer this question, you know, where do you think, and of course, because of what we discussed, I'm already giving away the answer, we see the most rainfall. A friend of mine, Don Halvelson out in California, I'm going to get him on an interview one of these days, does a lot of work with showers, and they actually did a study with one other individual and measured the actual rainfall as if it were rainfall in the shower. In other words, every time you took a shower, and I've, I've read several, several articles on this, and they all vary on the amount of rain depending on the size of the shower, the flow rate, and you got all those things to consider. But regardless of that, they had readings of anywhere from 1,497 inches to as much as 8,760 inches of rainfall a year in a shower. So, you know, you look at some places, I think the highest amount of rainfall in the, in the world is somewhere in Washington or the United States. That's like 150 inches. So this is easily 10 times minimum, uh, 10 times that amount. So you're dealing with a lot of water in these showers and, um, you know some of the old methods we used to used to use just aren't working anymore because we're dealing with uh, materials that we ha- we haven't dealt with before. I mean, although Carrera's probably been used for forever in showers, but uh, you know, in places like Italy, et cetera, they just you know that's what it does. You know, they're they're used to it. But you know, we're trying to make this material perfect. We don't want it to absorb water. And uh, again, I'll, I'll, I'll say I, I don't want sealer manufacturers to get ticked off at me, but uh, I'm going to start recommending not sealing uh, these stone shower floors. Let's let them breathe. I mean, someone's not taking a shower 24 hours a day. You go in there for five, 10 minutes, turn the shower off, squeegee down the uh, walls and uh, let it let it dry out. Uh, let it dry out for 24 hours. And the, I think you'll find these showers will uh, will dry out quicker. All right. One more time before I get into issues with showers here uh i'd like to harp on this a little more if anyone has an opinion it's 323-870-3968 that's 323-870-3968 uh you don't want to be on the radio here you can go ahead and uh instant message me on my Facebook page, which just search for Stone Forensics, and that'll bring you right to my webpage, uh, as well as send me an email. I have both of those pages open now. The email is fhuston, F-H-U-E-S-T-O-N, at gmail.com. All right, while we're waiting on some calls, if we get some calls, a lot of you may listen to this on the archived uh, archived, uh, version, but uh, some of the things that that I see when I do my shower inspections other than what we've just, just talked about. Uh, okay. We got a caller. Let me get this person on here right away and uh, we'll continue with that. Hello, caller. You're on the air.
2: Hey, Fred, it's John Kessler. How are you?
1: Hey, John, how you doing, buddy?
2: Doing good. Yeah, I have some uh, thoughts about this stuff as well. And, you know, one thing that has not been discussed is whether these uh, stones that are being problematic, if they're honed or if they're polished.
1: Ah, good point.
2: So, you know, that's one thing, because obviously if it is polished, that's going to tend to trap in the moisture when the moisture comes in from the edges of the tile or the bottom of the tile. It's going Correct. to be a lot more resistant to uh, evaporating, and that's why people taking heat guns and things like that, it's typically not working. And I've usually had to have, you know, some of the people have called me for help to tell them to, you know, abrade the surface, hone the surface, and then they'll have better luck with the dehumidifier and or heat gun and whatnot. But it's a lot of moisture that's got to be drawn back out through the stone.
1: Yeah, I know. It's it's funny you should mention that because I looked at a shower a number of years ago, and I'm not even sure this product is still being on the market, but there's now a sealer that's actually baked on some of these Carrara stones. I think it was called Q-Seal, and I, I'm mm-hmm. not sure they're even around anymore, but it's a very hard – it actually puts a really – it almost looks – it almost takes a Carrara, a white Carrara marble and makes it look like a porcelain tile. It has a very hard mm-hmm. – uh Baked on surface and it's completely impervious. So I mean that that's something I would watch for if you're going to see some of these uh, quarries starting to just starting to do that. But that that's an excellent point. Thanks, John. Any other comments? Yeah. yeah. Well, yes. I had a couple. One is that uh, yes.
2: also when they're doing their sealing, we didn't mention about all side sealing versus just topical sealing yes. because then you're going to still have the same problem. And then there's only a few sealers. On the mark, you have to check with each manufacturer about what sealer they have that's still bondable because there's a lot of opinion. Well, gee, if you seal it, you can't bond it. Well, that's not true. That's true. Because uh, right. you are, as you know, they're impregnating the stone. They're not surface sealer. But there are some that right. are resilient and you can't bond to either. And then and I've uh, seen that problem. Uh, Yep, and then you had mentioned something earlier in your show about uh, the use of epoxy, and the issue that I have with epoxy, there are epoxies that will now stain the stone as well. Yep. So you yep. know, I would have a concern with uh, using of epoxy as a setting material and sometimes as a grout. It depends on the stone, it depends on the epoxy, but it is a resin and it can uh, uh, stain the stone. And then lastly is that, you know, we've entered the marketplace or the wording of um, – of uh, moisture sensitive stones. And I think what we used to start with moisture sensitive stones used to be your blacks and your greens and things yep. like that. And that, you know, the stone would literally warp and pull off of uh, the, the bonded surface. So now we've, though, we've also got the sensitivity of these, the darkening Carraras, Basos and things like that. So, you know, I think you've got two different issues that could be treated like the the dark, uh, the the verdes and the blacks and things like that, the negro marquinas and things, those could be bonded with epoxy and yet then stick with, you know, your traditional uh, thin sets for bonding of your uh, typical stone just, you know, for that uh, staining. But if you do a, a, a test on everything, that'll help. And then the best, uh, resolution for all of this is don't put these stupid stone shower pans in.
1: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 c- I kind of like that. <laughs> I'm, not sure, I'm not sure the not and the Stone Council will like that comment, but I kind of agree with you well, there. They probably will <laughs> if
2: they don't keep getting all these calls. They don't have enough manpower to man all the phones for all these problematic calls of it. It's just not well, practical. You know, I, mean, well, I've, I mean, I've done fast, with people that uh, you know, they've got rusted shower walls because of the on the on the walls, twelve by twelves, and uh, you know the steam, uh, like you said, penetrates and they're they're uh, they contain uh, uh, what iron oxide
1: in them. Yep. Yep. And it's, you know, and today with some of the porcelains that are out there today, I mean, there are some porcelains. I mean, I was just at the show and, you know, there's some of these porcelains. I can't tell whether they're real, the real thing or not. So, you know, put, put your real stuff on the walls and put the, uh, put the lookalikes, I like to call them, (laughs) on the floor and you you won't have, you won't have that problem. So good. Great. John, thanks for the call. Keep listening, buddy. Uh, Thank you for your show.
2: All right. right. take care.
1: Thank you, John. All right, yeah, another another good comment. Uh, another good good thing to look for. You know, the epoxy. Uh, I will mention too that you know I have seen epoxies. Uh, epoxy grouts especially bleed into the the material um you know my my recommendation would be check with the manufacturers you know if you're using a, a brand name top quality setting mortar as well as your grouts like the Mapei, latacrete etc uh check with the manufacturers i mean they, they get the calls they've had these problems and you know get them on the horn and say i'm using you know this type of marble or this type of stone and can I use your materials? Am I gonna have gonna have an issue? So that's a great point, John. All right, one more time: three two three eight seven zero three nine six eight for any any additional comments or questions. Three two three eight seven zero three nine six eight. Some of the other things that I've seen in shower failures, and we've kind of highlighted those with Pablo there, and that is, you know, the ridge compression. Um, you know, you go to NTCA, go to YouTube, you can see the video on the trial and error video, which shows you how to properly uh, set your materials. But if these these ridges aren't collapsed properly, and I can't tell you how many times I've pulled up tiles in a sh- even a floor, a floor or a shower, and you see the ridges, it becomes a river. You know, you have a place for water to get. So it's especially important uh, in, in your showers. And the coverage rate for showers is going to be much greater than it is on on the floor, according to uh, MIA and the uh, NTCA manual. Uh, one of the biggest problems I see during installation is the flood test. Um, you know, I recommend a 24-hour flood test, but I've seen these guys install their install their pans, and you know, do do their flood test for five minutes. And it, it's yeah, okay, it's going to show you a leak immediately, but it's not going to show you that small festering, you know, slow leak. You need a 24-hour period. You know, fill your pan up. Uh, Take a a marker, mark your water level, let it sit for 24 hours, come back and see if that that water has gone down. You know, allow for evaporation depending on, you know, what locale you're in. And uh, if it's going down, you know, quite a bit, you've got a leak somewhere. So, you know, again, uh, we mentioned, you know, we didn't talk a lot about waterproofing membranes. We talked about, you know what, what Pablo did about waterproofing membranes. But, you know, I'm going to interview an individual, a friend of mine uh, out in Las Vegas, uh, James um, at one of these points on one of these shows, and we're we're not going to get into it now, but I'm going to throw it out there for something for you guys to think about. And we're going to talk about perm rates, permeability rates, that all waterproofing membranes are not what we would call 100% waterproof. There is something known as a perm rate, and we're going to talk about that again. I'm not going to get into it here tonight, uh, but uh, we'll get to another interview for that. Some of the other common problems I see is the wrong screws being used, nails being used. Uh, I've had guys say, "Well, I use galvanized nails." Well, the problem with galvanized nails is they're okay as long as they're galvanized. But what happens is when you screw them into your to your cement board, what a lot of times it'll happen is it'll remove that coating and they begin to rust so i have seen galvanized nails uh actually actually rust um, corners grouted this is one of my bigger pet peeves i have go into hotels that have even tile you know stone tile and the corners are using hard grout joints and anytime you have two planes that intersect in a different plane, you know, a corner of a wall from the floor to the walls, those areas require a soft joint, not a hard joint, because they're going to move. They, you know, you, you won't be able to measure the movement, but they'll move just enough to cause that grout to crack. And then you have issues with not only, you know, aesthetic issues, but you have issues with, uh, you know, water getting into those areas. Uh, we mentioned weep holes being blocked. Big, big problem. Uh, I wish I could put a percentage on on the number, but I, I'll just I'll just say this. Instead of putting a percentage on it, I'll say a lot of where I see these moisture issues is I'll go in, remove the strain cover, and the weep holes are plugged. Either plugged initially by the installer, not using the proper uh, material around the outside of the weep hole, so allow it to to do what it's designed to do, to weep out, or um, it, it gets clogged with hair and you know, anything else can occur in a, in a shower body, you know, skin cells, all that yucky stuff. Um, shower liners, not over a curb. Uh, I saw this in a hotel with over a 1,000 rooms where they actually stopped the, the liner right at the top. They didn't go over, completely over, over the, uh, uh, the curb. I mentioned no slope to the drain. I think we beat the sealer, no sealer thing to death, although... If you have an opinion that differs from what I'm uh, formulating my opinion to, feel free to call me three two three eight seven zero three nine six eight. You know we need to share this share this inf- information. And the last thing I want to talk about, uh, unless someone else has a, a comment or, or a question to call in one is the type of stone that's being used. And I'm probably going to tick off some suppliers right now by saying this, but I am not a huge fan of installing certain limestones in showers. I have seen failure after failure after failure. Everything could be 110% correct as far as that shower goes, installation-wise, maintenance-wise, whatever. And limestone does not like water. Um, not all limestones, but the majority of the limestones out there. You know, Lagos Blue, I've seen many, many failures there. So, uh, you know, just um, I'm not a big fan of limestone. When I see go get called in to a limestone failure, in a shower and I see the type of limestone it is and it's deteriorating it's powdering it's degradating uh my first thing is before I do anything else is you need to get rid of this stone you need to put something else in there you need to put a marble in there you need to put a granite or you can put a porcelain uh, a tile in there tile in there as well so um there, you know, rarely is it the stones fall, except uh, generally when we get a failure, it's a leak. I've had leaks where, you know, they, the, the pan would leak underneath into the adjoining, you know, floor. And then you, you sit in there, especially on the white Carrara type uh, marbles, they sit in there and the, the water just dwells for a very long period of time. That's when you start to get oxidation. And, and you know, I, I know some of you are going to sit and argue with me and say, hey, Fred, you know, you got to seal it because that white marble will turn... Dark. Um, go, go to Carrara, Carrara, Italy, and look at some of the material, the white material that's exposed over there that's not sealed. It's not doing that. Now, so again, my, my opinion, uh, I'm very open to, to uh, opinions. I, I'm not one of those individuals that is hard and true on my opinions. My opinions can change. And this is one of the things where I think my opinion is slowly changing about sealing a shower floor, not a wall, but a shower floor. Um, you know these sealers are great. You know, let's, let's plug the sealers. They're they're great, but in certain instances, I I don't think they can be used. Uh, in a future show, I'll talk about sealers on exterior, which is another one of my my pet peeves. But we're not going to talk about that here. But but you think about it, a shower, uh, in the shower is probably it, it will have more rainfall than an exterior will. So. Uh, just, just some food for thought. Again, if anybody wants a copy of that, um, or a link, I should say, to that uh, that that YouTube video that uh, Pablo was talking about, go ahead and send me an email at fhuston at gmail.com. That's f-h-u-e-s-t-o-n at gmail.com. Uh, Why I'm closing things down here, if someone has a comment, this is your last chance or a question, I'll give the number out one last time three two three eight seven zero three nine six eight that's three two three eight seven zero three nine six eight uh again this is uh I think this is a great 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 topic to cover uh it's a, a problem that needs to be exposed out there hopefully the uh trade associations out there will address this at, at some point and possibly even do further testing. I applaud Pablo for for going ahead and and doing those those particular uh, those particular tests. So I guess since we don't have any callers, we're going to go ahead and uh, end the show, and uh, hopefully everyone uh, walked away with some good information. And, again, I appreciate your opinions. Send me an email if you're listening to this on the archive version, and uh, let's discuss it and uh, get the word out there. This is Fred Houston. Have a great weekend. We'll see everybody next week.